welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 183, Burnout, Restart, and Managing Your Resources, coming to you on Thursday, February 27th, 2020. Ironically, I am <laughs> re-recording a message that had to do with uh, restarting managing your energy, managing your positive, negative emotions, because I just recorded, who knows, maybe it just wasn't as good of an episode. Maybe it was too long of an episode, but I just spent a lot of time recording this podcast uh, to find that um, the whole system crashed when I tried to open it. So, yay! So uh, even more so, I feel like this is a great topic for me to talk about right now because I can put my money where my mouth is and really focus on looking at negative things from a positive perspective, like maybe doing this a second time will be a much better episode. (laughs) So here's the thing. You know how sometimes you hear a really similar um, whatever it is? several times in the course of a few days or a week or something like that. Maybe you've been thinking about buying a certain kind of car and suddenly it seems like you see it everywhere. (laughs) Or um, I remember the first time that, um, the first time, the only time I got accepted to a university when I was a senior in high school and I was so excited and then it just seemed like every time I turned around there was something that had to do with either that city or that state or something. Now, these things aren't happening more than usual. It's just that um, there, there, there are so many things coming into our brains to grab our attention that our brains discount most everything that isn't important. And that's why once we do start noticing something, we notice it a lot because our brain is like, oh, this must be important to you. So I'll show you all the instances of it. So I have had several instances this week of either an email, a podcast, something that comes across my desk or across my brain in some way um, that all are kind of linking to similar types of information. And whenever I have a whole bunch of things that seem to be happening all at once, that as far as I know, I did not have a conscious um, desire to be looking for this particular topic, it does make me wonder if subconsciously my brain is saying, oh, listen to this. You need to listen to this. You need to listen. Listen to this. This is important to me. So it's interesting. It's like there's another person inside my brain saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention. So I thought that uh, I would start thinking about it. And then when I was thinking about it, I thought about a whole bunch of even more related things. I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this too. So I want to talk to you about managing your resources of which time and energy are two of your greatest resources. Now we have a limit to the the amount of time we have. We have a limit to the amount of energy that we have. We actually have a limit to any and all of our resources, um, no matter how you look at it, uh, physically or philosophically, <laughs> um, there will come a time when we cannot use that resource anymore, at least not until it is renewed. Okay, so if time and energy are two of our resources, then how are we using them? And are we using them in a way that is giving us the best value for the most important things that we feel would be, um, well, important in any way, not just in work, not just in personal life. 
Okay, so one of the things that I was listening to was a podcast from Joanna Penn, which I think it's this week's podcast, um, if you want to go listen to it. And she was talking in her introduction about how it occurred to her that the reason she was struggling with this new book was because she's been using finishing energy to finish this other book, and she hasn't um, moved into beginning energy to begin a new book, like it's a different kind of energy in her brain and in her creativity. And so she was struggling to be starting the new book while finishing the old book. I'm just paraphrasing her. She can say it obviously much better than I can. But it made me start thinking about, ah, finishing energy versus starting energy. And then I was like, oh, I think that's one of the problems that I'm actually having with my writing. Um, But I kind of call the energy slightly different. So for instance, I kind of classify the way that my brain works as left brain energy and right brain energy, which from a neuroscience perspective isn't entirely accurate, but but um, it's sort of the, the way that we're used to talking about our brains if we're thinking about organization and numbers and administration and managing and organizing. We tend to call it left-brained um, versus, you know, writing or painting or something that seems to us to be more creative. We call it right-brained. So regardless of, of what it really is and what parts of our brains are actually working, that's how I've named it inside my head. And I've been spending a ton of time getting the conference ready for us. So remember, I'm holding the first Right Now Workshop Writers Conference, uh, October 9th and 10th. It's actually 7th through 11th, but the 9th and 10th are the the, um, major part of the conference in Malmö, Sweden here. So I've been getting speakers ready. I've been um, uh, looking into hotels. I'm going to start visiting hotels tomorrow. Very exciting. And... um, trying to figure out, you know, budgets and how much things cost and what I, what I can do this year versus, you know, what I'll do in future years and just a ton of stuff. And it's all what I would call left brain energy. So when I sit down and I think, okay, now I'm going to take, um, you know, a couple hours to write, my brain's like, um, no, no, that's not what I'm thinking about doing right now. <laughs> my my brain is just kind of um, not getting into that place. It wants to keep on doing all this logical type of stuff, all this um, figuring of things instead of, you know, it's still creative. I'm coming up with new ideas about new doing a new thing. So it's interesting because coming up with a new story or coming up with a new event and all the things that have to do with that. I mean, still, (laughs) it just seems to me, why can't I use the same kind of brain? But in any case, it doesn't work that way for me. Now, looking at your own, you know, past and, and asking yourself, when have you been in the middle of this kind of project and you've tried to work on that kind of project and it didn't work? That's what I want you to ask yourself. Now think about what kind of energy that was to you. Um, You know, you can even say something like some people aren't morning people. So like the last thing that they want to do is have a conversation and be friendly and that sort of thing until they've woken up more, maybe had a cup of coffee or three. (laughs) Other people, like they have all of their best energy in the morning and early in the day. And by eight or nine o'clock at night, they're wiped out. They may already even be in bed. So different kinds of energy. So just ask yourself, is this 
an issue that explains something that I am struggling with right now. Because if so, I really like with all these things coming to my attention all at once, I want to bring this to your attention. So one of the other things that happened that that kind of brought things to my attention, um, I'm having, it's, it's only Tuesday and I'm really struggling with my week already. <laughs> Both days have been really difficult in, um, in different ways, honestly. Uh, and it has been really quite frustrating. And one of the things that I was uh, particularly frustrated about on Monday was I was looking back over last week and asking myself, okay, why did you really not get that much work done last week? Like, that's why you're so behind this week. Last week, you didn't do much. Why? Why, Kitty? Why? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I remember what I did. And then I had just had to stop and ask myself, was what I chose to do something that was a good choice? Or looking back, do I realize it was a bad choice? Now, Susan May Warren, who has been on the show a few times and has talked to us about my brilliant writing planner, which by the way, when I was reading her email that came today, she says that it's 30% off right now. If you're still looking for a great writing planner, this one, I love it because I can put everything from my whole life into it from reminders to water the plants to reminders for me to drink water to planning out what I'm going to um, eat or uh, menus or uh, doctor's appointments or anything, and every single thing that has to do with writing and my writing business. So everything fits in this planner. It's wonderful. 30% off at mybrilliantwritingplanner.com. So in her email today, she says, what are your values and how do they drive your daily choices? And I was thinking, ah, oh, that's what another part of my brain was trying to say to me, trying to put into words when I was trying to decide if I was upset with myself for how I spent last week. And then I realized, no, it is difficult because the cost to how I spent last week is that now I really feel behind this week. I feel like um, I just feel more stressed because a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be done by a certain time still isn't done and the deadline can't change. There's nothing I can do about the deadline. So I was just trying to decide how upset I should be with myself but I had been, I don't know, unconsciously or subconsciously, I never know which one is the right word, um, having like uh, this voice in my head saying, no, last week was not work, but it wasn't a bad choice. But then when I read Susie May's email, I'm like, okay, no, because my values were about putting people first in my life last week. Um, I have, I've, there's been a whole bunch of friends having babies at church lately, um, like to the point where we're making jokes about don't drink the water. <laughs> there must be something in the water at church because, wow, there's a lot of babies. And so um, I was getting ready for a baby shower for one of my friends and making her uh, some favorite desserts that she loves and hasn't had for a long time. So I was really focused on that. And because of some things, I wanted to make sure that they were perfect. So I made a test batch and then I had her try the test batch. And then I was making like the real, and the, the real batch, but it had to be a double batch then because I'm taking them to the Bible, um, sorry, baby shower. Anyway, so there was a lot of work that went into um, just making my friend feel loved and appreciated and giving her some, some treats that she hadn't, hasn't had in a long time. So there is that. And then another friend of mine is battling breast cancer. So I've been wanting to do things for her, um, 
make her food, uh, casserole, uh, sweets, um, you know, not necessarily healthy stuff that probably she should be eating, but I don't really... (laughs) I'm not a good cook, so I'm not really great at healthy stuff. I'm really good at desserts. <laughs> anyway, so I was doing some cooking and baking for her, and I was just doing some things for other people that I decided were really important and worth the time that uh, I was taking away from work. So when you are struggling and you do feel a little overwhelmed and the deadlines aren't moving and you still have to get the work done, If there's any way that you can, ask yourself, am I making choices based on my real values? Is the reason why this work isn't done because I was doing other things that is equally or more important to me? Because if the answer to that is yes, I was doing things that are equally or more important to me, then you just have to go with the fact that the cost of doing that then is that you have less time now to meet your deadline and that's just the way it is and we just have to we just have to suck it up kind of <laughs> everything in life has a cost and uh, you know if your car breaks down and you have to fix it and you're like I really did not want to spend $900 this way well you still have to fix the car so you kind of still have to spend the $900 and if you're going to spend it anyway then why make yourself feel worse about you know, going off on how much you didn't want to do this. Like sometimes you just have to be glad that you had the $900 or the credit card with the $900 on it. Or, you know, we just have to find a way to look at things that will keep us from being crazy stressed out um, and overwhelmed and just feeling all sorts of negative things, which leads me to another thing that I got in email this week. So I think it was yesterday. I think the guy's name is Paul Scanlon, and I have no idea why I'm on his email list. I obviously signed up for it at some point for some reason, and the thing is is that I hardly ever click on them. I just get too many emails, and I don't know. I never want to unsubscribe because of the fear of missing out, but honestly, I don't know how many times I've ever clicked on one of his emails. For whatever reason, today I did. Um, probably because I saw in the heading or wherever something that had to do with um, taking a break from complaining, like a complaining fast. (laughs) I can't remember exactly how he said it. Maybe he said complaining fast. But basically, he's like, I challenge you to not complain for a whole day or a whole week. And he's like, now you need to start noticing how many times were you about ready to say something that's kind of complaining, kind of whinging or whining, and how can you keep yourself from doing it? And then like start noticing how often does it happen? And even if you, so for instance, I consider myself a pretty positive person, pretty happy, um, but particularly in the last 48 hours, I've I've complained a lot. I was really, really unhappy an hour ago when I had created this whole podcast and then it just broke. I don't want to say disappeared. I can see the file, but the file will not open. So the file somehow got damaged even while it was being created. I don't even know. It made me afraid to even start to make a second copy, like doing it again, like I'm doing now. Cause I'm like, it's just going to be a wasted time. It's going to break. I don't know what's wrong with it. I should just, I should just, and I couldn't think of anything else to do. I'm like, I'm just going to have to try. (laughs) So fingers crossed you're actually listening to this, but 
it was interesting that that was one of the things that really um, came to my attention. Like my brain said, hey, stop and look at this. It's like a, a complaining fast. <laughs> and then I had an even bigger reason right after talking about it to be like, okay, I have to find a way to control this and put a positive spin on it. And then we come right back around to time and energy. On the one hand, I felt really distressed that I had wasted so much time during a period where I do not have any time to waste. But on the other hand, if I let myself get more and more upset and go down the negative path, it was actually eating up the energy that I did have for work. And when I could try to control letting it get negative and try to find positive spins on it and tell myself, well, you know what? You just did the entire podcast. You can do this, do it the second time. It'll be even better. Um, When I could try to focus that on not complaining about it, I think that I actually ended up with more energy. Like I could feel the difference between, you know, the five minutes it took me to get from I'm so angry and I don't know if I'm going to scream, cry, throw up or go eat a gallon of Ben and Jerry's to there are no other options that I see right this second except for just doing it again and hoping it works this time. And then, you know, in the, in the minutes that it took me to transition to, okay, I'm just going to do it and it's just going to be better. I could really feel a little bit, but noticeable of a change in the the feeling of the energy and it just felt like I had more energy. So this may sound like really woo-woo, but I want you to give it some thought and try to find places in your life where you think that you can apply these um, questions and then question yourself, question your brain and ask yourself about your energy. Now, some of the time and energy um, uh, distortion, some of the overwhelm and the huge long to-do lists um, come because we are not planning and organizing our work well. We know this. And a lot of times I think that we can tell the difference between that and one of the other major things, which is we just have too many things on the to-do list. We have allowed ourselves to feel like we have too much to do. Now, Sometimes we have an awful lot to do and and there really isn't anything that can come off the list. Um, I've had those times and they're horrible and you just have to get through them. But we also have to be aware of how long we're going to keep on running at 100% because eventually your mind and body will wear out. Um, I've told you about the terrible burnout that I had um, about two years ago. It actually, it hasn't been quite two years since I realized that that was the problem I was having. But at the time that I was, you know, like just beginning to wonder and question, like, what was wrong with me? Like, really be- begin to believe there was something wrong with me and I didn't know what it was. I was right in the middle of moving from one country to another. And there was nothing that I could just choose to not do. I mean, we had to do the packing and the organizing and the paperwork. And there was just a lot of things that had to be done. It had to be done by a certain time. And there wasn't any of those things that could be just not done right now because I don't feel like it or I don't have the energy for it. Um, immigration will not wait for you to just like feel like you have time to fill out their forms. So if we get to a point where we 
do have a ton of stuff to do and there's really not much that we can take off the list, I think it's really important to make sure that we're at least going to put some sort of time limit on it. So for instance, when I realized I was really experiencing a bad problem, but I, I knew that I had to keep going at least until we got to the to the country that we were moving to, that's Sweden where I am now, um, I was just going to have to keep going. But then John and I were talking during this process and this realization that there's there's something wrong with you, Kitty, and we, we need to figure it out. We said, okay, once we get there and you know, the, the initial paperwork, because of course more paperwork had to be done when we got here. Once that initial paperwork was done, like Kitty needs to take a break from doing anything and figure out what the problem is and how to get over it. And that's when I started realizing that burnout was the problem. I do not want you to get into this problem of burnout. If you've ever been there, I want you to never, ever go there again. I would like to never, ever go there again. So I think it's really important that we stay very aware of how long we're willing to go at 100%. And I say willing because we may feel like we're able to go longer than what we actually can come back from. It's like... um. The faster you drive a car, the longer the distance is that you need to brake, right? If you're going 25 miles an hour, I'm making up these numbers because I don't know what they are. If you're going 25 miles an hour and you slam on the brakes, you can probably stop in, what, 5 or 10 feet, something like that. But if you're going 75 miles an hour, what is it, probably 300 feet to stop, something like that? I, I don't know, but you see what I mean? And you need to make sure that you don't do that to your mind and body as well. So whether you feel like your um, to-do list is too big because you're not organized, and um, I, I do have a class about time management and organization. Uh, it's not open right now, but I would very much like to... <laughs> put another thing on my to-do list, which is to write the book <laughs> that would go with that class. Or if you just literally have too many things that you've decided you need to do. Some of these things may not need to be done. We both know this. There are time. In fact, uh, during some of these times when I've been crazy busy, uh, especially moving countries and filling out all that paperwork, I got pretty much no writing done. Um, because there just weren't enough hours in the day. So it wasn't even on my to-do list. So in that way, I was not stressing about writing because I'm like, it's not even on the list. <laughs> the only thing I'm stressing about right now is immigration and passports and that sort of thing. So where you can, try to take off things that you can um, you know, put on your list for later. Right now, I am doing some things with my time management that go against everything that I teach in the class because I just desperately want to get a whole bunch of things done like these certain things I want these things to get done this year and some of the th some of these things have like certain times for instance the writers conference is going to start by October 7th will be the beginning of the optional um, kind of touristy add-on portion of the conference and everything that has to be done has to be done by then <laughs> because that's when it starts um, versus other things where I'm like, okay, so the book that I'm working on, I'm going to move that deadline a little bit. It's, it's a deadline in my own mind because I don't have a contract. I don't have it on pre-order. And that was part of the reason why I, um, I didn't want to make any kind of like hard set in stone deadline for it because I knew that I would have these other things going on. 
So think about what you can move around and don't be concerned about it's the beginning of the year and you still feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm not getting any traction. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. It may be that you're doing what I've been doing, which is putting everything on your list that you just really want to get done. <laughs> I'm, I'm just in that place right now because I haven't been able to get much done for the last two years. Um, most of last year, I was working an outside job, which was great. I loved it. And it was a great way to kind of... Um, refresh myself and take a lot of pressure off of myself. Uh, and it was just a great job. Um, and then the year before that, of course, I was just uh, on the couch basket case for for too much, too much of the year. Um, so now I'm just like, I'm just, it's like when you get over the flu or something, or you get to a place where you're, I don't know, really, really busy. And then you're finally on vacation. You're like, I just want to go hundred miles an hour now. Okay. We need to find a way <laughs> To, um, to decide to organize it a little bit better, figure out why are we not getting things done. In my case, it's because I have too many things on the to-do list, so it feels like I'm not getting things done, even though I am. Remember in episode one, I talk about the done journal and why it's important for you to write down all the things that you did accomplish today, every day. I just have like bullet points, did this, did this, did this. Um, not only is it helpful for, you know, tax purposes, uh, showing that you really were working on your business, but it helps you to not feel like, I feel so bad that I didn't get anything done. Even yesterday, as I was going out to dinner with friends, something that, that had been planned for several days and I didn't want to cancel. I was the one who had started it, who had organized it. Um, I was thinking, I do not have time to go out to dinner with friends. There's so many things. Like, I feel like I didn't get anything done. And then I remembered, no, I wrote down like six or seven bullet points in my done journal. So obviously I did get things done. So deep breath. I did get things done. It's just that I had so many things on the list. It felt like I didn't get a lot of things done. And there were several things that I couldn't finish because I had a problem with them. So some of these things we also just need to keep in mind. It'll help us to have a better frame of mind, which will give us more positive energy, which since we're trying to manage our time and energy, we want to have as much positive energy as possible. So we've talked about whether or not um, you're overwhelmed for one reason or another. Um, remember, always look at the top one to three things. That's the most important things to do first. Today, I took my you know, 172 page interior list, <laughs> um, interior to do list. And I wrote down the top five things that really had to be done today. And I was like, okay, it's just five things. It's not a big deal. And I was like, oh my gosh, looking at them, several of them were going to take a while though. And I was like, ah, oh, I can't do all this. And I'm like, okay, what is the number one thing I have to do next? And right this second, the number one thing I had to do next was record the podcast. Now, of course, this has taken more than twice as long because then it exploded and I don't know what happened and I had to do it again. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to go, okay, remember, we're going to be on a complaining fast, at least for today. I was going to say this week, but now I'm just thinking, let's just get through today without complaining if possible. <laughs> so, um, so choosing the top one or two or three items sometimes is the best you can do. Another thing, and I've taught this in classes and I've talked about it here on the podcast, hitting the restart button. Hitting the restart button is an important way to just like stop, take a break, breathe, whew, 
realize that you actually haven't been deep breathing. You've been shallow breathing, which at least for me means that my neck and shoulders are getting more tense and my brain's getting less oxygen. I'm beginning to get a headache. I'm feeling, I'm emotionally feeling more tense and my body is physically feeling more tense. A reset just means walking away from wherever you're at. If you're at your desk at work or your desk at home or if you're in the car, you may not be able to walk away from it. Um, but uh, like at work, um, all, all the years that I've been working outside the home office, um, if I needed to just like have a moment to think without anybody else, I don't know, interrupting or, <laughs> or whatever, um, if I just need a moment of privacy to think, I would go to the bathroom because at least it's the one place where you can pretty much usually... <laughs> girls' bathrooms, maybe not as much always, but where you can have a bit of privacy. Here at home, what I usually do is leave my office, go out to where I have my big exercise ball, and roll over backwards on that. And of course, gravity being what it is, all the blood rushes to my head again. My poor brain, that was not getting enough blood and nutrients from the blood and oxygen from the blood, is now, ah, I have oxygen and I'm breathing better and I have more oxygen and now I can think better and I can think of solutions <laughs> for the problems that were plaguing me 15 feet away. So if you can find a way to, um, you know, like lean over the edge of your couch or your bed or your chair or put your head down between your knees for a minute, just get some blood back into your head, that often will do a lot. Um, doing some deep breathing, three to 10 breaths. They say three. I've heard three as being a good number, but then I've heard three is the minimum and 10 is even better. So deep breaths, again, more oxygen, relaxing your body, relaxing your mind, giving your mind more oxygen so it can think better. And, um, and just like for those few seconds, not thinking about all the problems that are plaguing you right this second. So whatever it takes for you to hit the restart button, some people need to walk outside, walk around the block, pet the dog, play with the cat, you know, whatever it is for you, find things that will allow you to hit the restart button so you can come back to the problem with a little bit more of a clear mind and hopefully more positive energy. I think that always helps. Um, knowing your energy levels and rhythms throughout the day, also a big help. Another thing that you probably know, but maybe don't put into practice all the time. Um, for instance, I cannot read nonfiction right before I go to bed because it just turns my brain on and then I can't turn it off easily and I don't sleep well. I have a lot of dreams. I don't feel like I get like a good solid sound sleep um, for pretty much the whole night. It's not just for a little while. It, it messes up my sleep for the whole night, which just makes me more tired the next day. Uh, also, if I work right up until I go to bed, um, doing pretty much anything for my job. I'm looking around my desk. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any kind of work really that I can do right up until I go to bed and be able to turn it off and sleep well and soundly. I need to have at least an hour of relaxing, reading, um, piddling around doing nothing. I don't know exactly sometimes what it is that I have done for the hour before I go to bed. I just know that I'm trying to basically not do anything so that my brain relaxes. But I know that about myself because I figured it out from positive and negative experiences about how well I sleep. Other people don't have that problem. Um, maybe mornings aren't good for them. 
um, there's just no point in trying to do really solid um, brain intensive work early in the morning because they're just not morning people. They don't have the energy. They're not awake. Um, so figure out what your best energy is and your best energy for certain kinds of projects. Remember what uh, we were talking about at the very beginning, Joanna Penn saying um, she has finishing energy and starting energy and they're different. And I was talking about kind of left brain energy and right brain energy and how that's how I look at it and how they're different for me. So if you can figure out your energy and the best time to do certain things and then try to work within that, that would be super great. And um, we want to try not to take away from important things like exercise, um, proper sleep, uh, whatever it takes to get good nutrition. In a perfect world, I would live on a Star Trek ship and I would just be able to say, computer, get me a healthy salad, please. And then it would just appear. And then somehow, you know, those people, I don't think they ever had to wash dishes either. So I guess you just put it back in the replicator and the dish goes away. But I don't live in that world. So <laughs> I have to try to figure out things that I can do to continue to treat my body uh, well by giving it good nutrition, um, which today, a little bit of a stressful day. I can't say good nutrition was part of it. Uh, it takes four minutes to make ramen noodles. They're not really great for you. And then I had some Cheetos because <laughs> that was definitely my comfort food of the moment. Uh, I did have water instead of, you know, some sort of sugary drink. So that's good. But yeah. So I'm going to have to find something healthier to eat for dinner so that I can try to give my body and my mind some good nutrition. Sometimes, though, you do have to stop and do things that have been piling up. So, for instance, I, I almost was thinking, you know, since you're going to have to record this podcast a second time, you don't have to show them what you showed them the first time. If you are not watching on YouTube, I am now moving my computer to show you the floor of my office. I still have boxes and piles, so many boxes and piles of stuff that I'm not really sure what to do with it all. Um, some of the boxes have stuff that I normally take to book signings. Um, there is one box that actually has books in it. I know that as much as I would like to read every book that exists in the whole world, I, I won't read those books. And then there are piles of books and um uh, graphic novels that I just haven't figured out where in my bookshelves am I going to put them. And that is just one section of my life that still is not organized. But um, I don't know if this is true for everybody, like literally from a biology or psychology point of view, or if just some people notice it more than others. But having clutter around you will often make your brain feel less clear, make your brain feel cluttered. Um, so whenever you can clear things off, get things put away, find ways to keep things put away, this can often help your brain to actually, you know, feel freer, feel like it has more creativity in it. I don't entirely understand how it works. I just know that it does work for me. And I, <laughs> again, heard somebody talking about it just in the last few days. So it's something I wanted to just bring up to you again, just in case, you know, you hadn't really thought about it. Um, try it sometime. If you haven't thought about it, try cleaning off your whole desk, like getting everything put away, even if it takes you a couple hours. Um, and then seeing whether or not for the next few hours of working, if you feel like, ah, freer or something. Um, I don't know. It may not work that way for everybody. But um, basically, if you're trying to figure out 
how what your resources are that you have any control over. Um, so time, energy, um, those are two big ones. How you are uh, using your time and energy. And then thinking about what are the most important things that you want to do, knowing that there's just probably no way that you can get every single thing done that you want to get done this week. <laughs> For me, definitely not even in this lifetime. <laughs> just, there's a lot of things that I want to do. It's not all that's going to happen. But when we're talking about managing time and energy, then one of the other things that we can do is ask ourselves, okay, so let's say I want to use my time and energy, two of my greatest resources, to manage my assets, one of my other resources. So say you put out a book in ebook form first, and then you're thinking, okay, I need to find the time and the energy to put the book out in print. And maybe you just put it in print on Amazon. Maybe you use Amazon's extended distribution. And then you're listening to podcasts and people are saying, well, if you use Ingram book distribution and put your book uh, in print through Ingram Spark, then it's more likely that more libraries and bookstores will be able to uh, get a copy of your book because they a lot of them won't buy from Amazon. So then you ask yourself, okay, how can I also get more time and energy to put my print book onto Ingram as well? And then how can I also use more time and energy to create a large print edition of my book? And because we just talked about two different ways of distributing print, then that means two, uh, two places where you would have to upload and create your large print edition. Where can I find time and energy, and in some cases money as well, to create an audiobook version of my book? So basically, how can I keep on increasing my list of assets even when I've started with um, just one story, how many different formats can I put that story in that will help increase my um, ability to make money with my assets? What are some of the other places? So that's one thing. What are some of the other places that I have um, created material, either spoken material, uh, podcasts, or speaking, uh, teaching, things that you've done where you have a recording of yourself, or blog posts where you can look at all of your material and choose a portion of it and create a really good focused book and then print book, ebook, audiobook, large print book, workbook, maybe if it's nonfiction, um, out of something that you over time have already created based on this topic. Now, um, for instance, I was uh, teaching a time management class for more than 10 years. Now I teach it somewhat sporadically because I'm, you know, trying to get everything back going again. Um, and I've also taught uh, self-publishing and a few other things. I can't remember all of them, but uh, those are the two major topics and then several classes within those. So then I'm looking at, oh, the other thing is, is that um, for four years, I was one of three writers that had a website called Routines for Writers. So I had about 200 blogs just from that one website that were on various different kinds of routines that writers can implement in their lives, whether it had to do with um, actual writing or how to get more writing done. And then I was kind of looking at all of the topics that I had done thinking, you know, I could probably create a moderately short, um, very focused nonfiction book for writers on how to create a writer's retreat or a writer's retreat experience for one to 10 people because I've 
done that a lot. <laughs> I've gone places by myself, I've gone places with friends, I've gone to places where a whole bunch of people came together, a whole bunch meaning like no more than a dozen. And then how much work we got done, what we actually did, how we got more work done by being together as opposed to feeling like we were wasting time and just having fun, um, how we managed all of the, the food for all those people, like how the cooking and everything was done. Like it's a lot of information. And I was like, you know what, that would make a pretty good nonfiction book for writers. So where can I find and take time and energy to devote to creating this book? Because it'll be one more asset. So that's the second thing. And then a third thing I was thinking about was what are the gifts that you're not using to the fullest yet? In the last six months or so, it became very obvious to me, plainly clear that the gift of encouragement is something that I have and I use, but I don't really feel like I'm using it to the fullest. So I want to get more speaking engagements and find groups of people to speak to that um, I can encourage <laughs> in whatever it is that they're doing. I love the encouraging words episodes that I do here on the first Sunday of every month. I used to do it every Sunday and I loved that, but it was just so much, it was so time intensive that as much as I loved it, I just um, had to cut it back to one Sunday a month. So it's always the first Sunday of the month, which actually makes it the next episode after this one is the encouraging words episode. But I really love encouraging people to believe in themselves, um, to believe that they can get through tough times, that they can create great times, um, that they can be more creative. And I don't know, I just, <laughs> I just love everything that has to do with encouraging people. And um, I'm not bad at encouraging myself as well. I happen to be uh, wearing a t-shirt today instead of like a nice sh shirt to look good on the YouTube video. And um, I specifically uh, looked in my t-shirt pile and thought, I want to wear that one. It is my uh, superhero books t-shirt that says, you have more power than you realize. And then it's got the, the name of the superhero book series, The Adventures of Lewis and Clark Superhero Series by Kitty Buholtz in small print at the bottom. But I love this shirt. You have more power than you realize. And I think it's really kind of my theme for my writing and my podcasting and my teaching and everything that I do is wanting people to see that because you have the power to choose how you're going to react to a situation, whether or not you're going to allow negative energy to be pulled out of you when your computer explodes or whether or not you're going to find a positive way to get through it. <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to be happy when your file just disappears because that would be pretty unreasonable, I think. Um, but if you can find some way to not let the negative take over, because the negative energy, like it is energy, it is also draining you, whereas positive energy makes you feel like you have more energy. So there are so many things that we can control and sometimes it just seems like all around us, we're getting reminders, reminders, reminders of all the things that we can control that I really wanted to talk to you about them today. Just in case you haven't been getting a lot of reminders, I wanted to be one of the people who was helping you. So for instance, if you are looking back over some period of time where you're like, I should have been working harder, but then you go, well, no, my values have to do with um, people. And I was taking care of people and that was important to me. And it was more important to me than writing. Or um, 
I was doing the best I could, but honestly, I was overwhelmed because I was not organized or I just felt like I wanted to do all 100 things and I just wasn't willing to stop and sort it out and try to figure out which of the 100 things I really could do, which ones I really had time to do. Um, Or maybe just reminding you that hitting the restart button will go a long way towards helping you to maintain a calm, peaceful, and joyful inner core, you know, like the very, very center of yourself. Um, You could call it the skeleton, but I'm thinking more of like, you know, the, the core, the very center, center, center that is the real you. If that part of you is calm and peaceful and then also joyful, like consciously and unconsciously thinking good or bad of all the things that happen you know, on a moment by moment basis, I am happy with my life. I'm happy to be alive. I love the things that I have and the things that I do, even if they're difficult or they don't work right sometimes. Like I just feel full of joy and peace and calm. When that's the core, I really think that everything else makes it easier for you to keep your energy focused, um, for you to even realize, you know, oh, okay, I can feel myself stressing. I'm not breathing. My shoulders are getting tight. I need to stretch. I need to breathe. Even just the the um, the knowing the the being aware. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that when you have the calm, peaceful, joyful center, it helps you to be more aware of where there are places that you can uh, make a change really stressed out. Okay. You know what the change I can make is I can just take a moment, do a bunch of deep breaths, maybe go stretch, walk away from the computer, come back with a new thought about how I can fix whatever my newest problem is. So I hope that these things are, are helpful. Um, it's probably nothing new here, but it's always good to be reminded of things that we know and somehow have managed to let slip out of our usual daily practice. And because I was getting so many similar reminders, you know, try to be on a complaining fast. So a whole day or a whole week of not complaining. Um, consider, are you using your time in the way that your values dictate? Well, okay, great. Then in that case, don't feel bad about not getting these things done if you did things that you felt were really important to you. Um, Not getting overwhelmed, choosing just the top one to three things to do when you have a really busy to-do list. Uh, I can't say it enough. Hitting the restart button is just so helpful. And using time and energy to manage your other assets. Managing your time and energy and then using them to manage your other assets. I think that those will help you to feel like you're actually making more progress as well. And hopefully it will improve your business. You'll make more money and that will help you to also feel good about yourself and your life and your choices <laughs> I hope that this is a good episode for you. I love talking to you in any way that I feel and hope that I'm being helpful. Um, And I hope that it helps you to organize your time a little bit differently as we start moving into a new month. Um, There's something about Mondays and uh, the first of the month and first of the year and things like this, first beginning of a new season, uh, if I can ever remember whether or not spring and summer and everything starts on the 20th or the 21st of the month, which actually is an American thing because in other countries it starts on the first of the month. It's just a different month and then I can't remember when anything starts. Okay. 
that got off on a rabbit trail quickly, didn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I want to help. So hopefully I did. And um, it's giving you some stuff to think about. I hope that you have a great week, that you find the right time for you to write and the right time for you to work on other things and the right time for you to Take a break, enjoy some white space in your life, have some play, which will help you to be more creative when you come back to work. It's going to be a great week. And remember, you have more power than you realize, and you could write a book that changes the world. Those are my two favorite taglines because they're the things I believe in. (laughs) Have a fantastic week. I will talk to you on Sunday with the Encouraging Words episode.